going. Man, today's a great day. I'm so excited about what God's doing. I'm so excited. But look, I am preaching today on loyalty. Look at the loyalty in this house today. Praise God. <clears throat> at first, we, had a, we had a good service, the first service, man. It was thundering and lightning and pouring down rain. The, the whole parking lot was flooded. That's another reason why we need y'all to continue to give and bless so, so we can get out of this building. We can get a place where there's concrete everywhere. You ain't got to walk on grass and walk on top of water like Jesus every Sunday. I know you feel good about that, but, <clears throat> but yeah, so we're excited about what God's doing and, and God's blessing. And we're, gonna, we're going to uh, uh, hopefully be able to continue to raise money and thank God for, for uh, Matthew Motors. They, um, as of Monday, they will have sold 100 cars and they're giving us $20 a car. So that's $2,000 that's going to go in our building fund. Praise God. <clears throat> that's exciting. Praise God for that. So that's a blessing. That's going to help us in our building fund, get things going so we can start raising some money to help to, help, help to get out of here and uh, find our be a better place that's more suitable for us. So when it rains, we don't have to worry. So, but anyway, uh, you're here today and you're be you've been loyal. And I want to talk to you about loyalty today. Not, <clears throat> not just loyal to church, loyal to God. And God's loyalty to you. That last song talked about it. It says he's been faithful. He hasn't failed you yet. And I got, there's, there's a part, you know, it just stopped there. He's never failed you yet, period. Um, but I'm, I'm here to tell you today as your pastor, he's never going to fail you. It's not just yet. It's never. He'll never fail you. They should have put it, he'll never fail you. And so but I, I guess the point was he hasn't failed you yet and he's not going to. So, but um, I want to talk to you about loyalty rewards <clears throat> today. Because when you are loyal, there is, there is benefits on heaven, in heaven, and on earth for being loyal. Um, and, and, and in our culture, society, loyalty is kind of lost. But there's a scripture that a lot of people haven't heard of or, or haven't paid attention to. In 2 Chronicles um, 16 and 9 in the New King James Version, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong, on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are loyal to him. That's a powerful statement. So I mean, I've had someone tell me today, said, you know what? I quoted that scripture before, but I never really quoted the whole thing correctly. They said, they said, I've told people, God is looking for someone to show himself strong to. She said, but what I left out was, for those who are loyal to him. She said, I guess, I guess I've been talking to people that may not have been loyal. You know, and that's why God was not showing himself strong. But God wants to show himself. It says he's going to and fro. Yesterday, my wife wanted some chicken salad. <clears throat> and um, we, we like the kind that has the grapes in it. My, 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 my mother-in-law um, said, I, when I brought it home for the first time, when she's moved in with us in, in, at the end of December, when the first time I brought some home, she's like, I, I, I ain't never ate no chicken salad with grapes in it. I ain't never had that before. I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I, I don't know. So we, we gave her some, and she was like, well, that was pretty good. <clears throat> but so yesterday I went to Harris Teeter to try to find it, and it wasn't there. It was, you know, didn't have the grapes. They had a bunch of it, but it wasn't grapes in it. And so I went to Publix, and they didn't have it. So I went all the way to, to Lowe's down at Monkey Junction, and they had it. That's where you get it at. And uh, it's expensive, but it's really good. And it's expensive because you got grapes in it, and grapes are heavy. So, um, and it's got big chunks of chicken. Oh, man, I'm ready for supper, for lunch. But, <clears throat> but anyway, so, but I told, when I got home, I told my wife, I said, honey, I've been running to and fro trying to find that chicken salad. Okay? My point being that I ran to and fro. I ran everywhere and couldn't find what I was looking for. 
so this scripture here breaks my heart. When, it's, when I've been studying this for the last week or so, uh, it's just, it's, it broke my heart when I, ke- I, can't, I keep going to where it said God was running to and fro throughout the earth looking for who he can show himself strong for somebody that is, is loyal. So that means that if he's looking everywhere, is any loyal, loyal, loyal? Anybody loyal? Is anybody, anybody loyal? I, I want to show myself strong. I want to be strong for you. I, I, got, I got something to give you. I, got, I want to be strong, but I can if you're not loyal. And so it says he's looking everywhere for loyalty. And it seems like, based on the scripture, that he can't really find it. You know, and I would say that's probably true in today's society. There's not a lot of loyalty, is there, anymore to things. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of, the lo- of those that are loyal to him. God is looking for committed people. He's looking for, lo- for loyalty. He's saying, I want to show myself strong. People are just not loyal today. People, families are not loyal to one another. It doesn't matter if you're in their family. They'll turn the back on your heartbeat. Husbands and wives, 50%. They could turn the back on each other. You know, um, churches, they, they come and go. You know, jo- you know, you're on your jobs. People, people leave a job in a heartbeat if somebody offers them another nickel an hour. You know, and that people just, friends, best friends aren't loyal. If something happens, a miscommunication, misunderstanding, they'll, they'll take off. Companies are not loyal to the employees anymore. You, you work for 35 years, and you're getting ready to retire, and they see you're getting ready to retire, so they, and so they ain't got to give you a pension, they lay you off. You know, they do that kind of stuff. And, and, and then, you, you, then you, you've had a company that's been loyal to you, but then you got something that looks greener over here, and we leave. And so it's just, it's just crazy. You know, I'm, 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 I am loyal to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Coffee. I got my Dunkin' Donut app, and I have to refill that app all the time with money because... Whenever I put it on the app, then I use my app, and it gives me free coffee, and it gets even more excited. So I use my Dunkin' Donut app, and I love that. I got a, I got a, uh, I'm a loyalty customer with a Chick-fil-A because they give me free stuff. I love free stuff, so I'll be loyal. You give me something free, I'll be loyal to you. That, that's, that's Pastor Doug's sucker hood right there. You, you give me something free, I'll, I'm loyal. You know, um, I'm loyal to bacon. I don't, know, I don't know if you could be loyal to bacon. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I am. You know, I love bacon. I try to eat it every day, um, <clears throat> if I could. <coughs> but <coughs> last night I went, last night, I know, I, hey, it, it, this is a great day. Last night I went to, to Duck's Donuts and got one of them Duck's Donuts that had maple on top of it, and it, he just piled it up with bacon on top. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. But anyway, in my granddaddy's day, you, you, could, you, could, you could go and, and people would work at, at, at meals and stuff for like 30 years, 40 years. People was, were loyal to that. They just, but you don't find that anymore. Matter of fact, the average stay of a pastor in a church is three and a half years. The average stay of a student pastor is 18 months. Youth pastors, because they're youth pastors, what they do was they go through their 18 months worth of messages and then they go somewhere else and preach 18 months worth of messages again. You know, thank God I was between four and five years as a student pastor. And I'm already... Two and a half years here, and I promise you, unless God does something crazy, which he's not, because I, this is me and him's talk, this is it for me. I'm at Kingdom Life until I die, until I retire. This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. I don't want to be nowhere else. This is my final destination, and, and I, I pray that it is yours too so we can continue to grow. But three-fourths of churches will grow if a pastor stays four years or more, according to statistics. So three out of four churches will grow if 
a pastor stays longer than four years, the average stay of a pastor is 3.5. So you see, that's why churches aren't growing. Two-thirds of churches don't grow if a pastor lays, um, uh, doesn't stay more than four years. The average member stays 14 years, so they just stay through all the pastors. You know, you see, and, 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 and it's, just, it's, just, it's just crazy. And, and, the, and the new generation is looking around, going everywhere, trying to find a place that they fit in. The average younger generation comes up and they don't stay at jobs long. You know, like I said a while ago, you have, especially the millennials, they're looking for, for money. And, and I, don't care if, what, I don't care benefits or not, wherever they can find the most money at, that's what they want. They want to get the most money so they can make more money to do more things. And, and, and so they don't stay very long. Some of them stay six months or a year or, or what have you. And, and they just keep, keep moving on and, until they find what they want and they never find what they want. But it's, um, um, loyalty is leaving our, 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 uh, our society. But there is a sect of people in the United States especially, that's intensely loyal, and they're NASCAR fans. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, if you find a NASCAR fan, man, you hey, listen, let me tell you, who, who's, who drives Lowe's number 48? Jimmy Johnson. Home Depot number 20. Who, who drew that? T Tony Stewart. That's right, see? So there's people that will drive 15 miles past a Lowe's to go to Home Depot to get a, a screwdriver because it's not their car. And if you go there, you, if you go to the place, if you go to, you, they, they will all the time show up at um, the NASCAR races and just watch them go and go and go. They're so excited about that, and they do that. And um, another, other people that are, are loyal um, to, to, to things are, are, I don't like Green Bay, but Green Bay Packers are crazy nuts. It'll be 20 degrees outside, and it'll be a, be a guy with a big old beer belly that says GB on it, and he's just standing there screaming for his team in 20-degree weather. Because he's loyal. Dallas Cowboy fans are, are, are loyal because we don't go nowhere. We just, we're always Cowboy fans no matter what happens. Amen. And then you have Chevy versus Ford people. Some people are all Chevy. Some people are all Ford. I, to me, whatever's on sale, whatever you give me the cheapest. You know, I don't care. As long as it's got a motor in it and it drives, I'll, I'll, I'll drive, a, I'll drive a, a moped or something if I have to, if, if I can get it good enough. But loyalty is a genuine, authentic commitment, faithfulness to something. <laughs> <coughs> but just loyalty in itself is not good enough. The Nazis were loyal. It's what, what are you loyal to? What are you loyal to? What, are you, what you're loyal to, is it making a difference? Is it worth being loyal to? David had his mighty men. He started off with three mighty men that were intensely loyal to him. And then he went to 30, and then he went to 300, and these guys had his back. There was nothing that he didn't say or whisper that they, did not come, they didn't do at his command. They were so intensely loyal to him through the good times and the bad times. Joshua was intensely loyal to Moses. David was intensely loyal to Saul. Job did not curse God, even though he, 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 he lost everything in his life. He was so loyal to God, even though he lost everything, his family, his, his, his livestock, his house, his children. He lost everything but his life, and he was still loyal to God. Abraham chose to be loyal to God, even above his own son, and said, you know what, you, you want me to offer Isaac? God, I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, but he was still loyal to the very end and helped them out in the end, even though they, were, they betrayed him. Daniel, he, even though he ended up in a lion's den, he would not bow to the king's threats. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were loyal to God, and they would not bow, and they, 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 would, they were going to stand 
with God. Jesus told Peter, said, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. And Peter, when you, when you return to me, I, I, I love this. That's, that's a little, little thing in there that if you don't stop and pause for a minute, you miss it. It says, I'll build my church upon you. He does build his church. Whenever Jesus comes back, he raises from the dead and, and, and goes back to heaven. Peter preaches and 3,000 people are saved. He's building his church on, on Peter, on that rock. But let's back up to where Peter betrayed him. He says, I'm going to build my church on you, but when you return to me, what do, you, what do you mean return to you? Because he knew he was going to abandon him. He knew he was going to be disloyal to him, but he knew he would come back. It says, when you return to me, strengthen your brothers in the faith. And he did that. You see, the circumstances changed, and he was loyal to God, but all of a sudden when he thought that maybe his life was in danger, his loyalty switched based on his circumstances, based on the opportunity of him getting out of trouble. I'm here to tell you today something that's very important. That This is a, a powerful statement here. There's something wrong with your character if opportunity controls your loyalty. There's something wrong with your character if you are only loyal based on the opportunity time. This is right, this is wrong, and I'm going to change my loyalty to you based on the circumstances. See, in Luke chapter 15, it tells us about a story, a parable. Jesus tells three parables. He has the, the Pharisees that are there that are fair, you see, and they think they know it all, and they're all holy. And they're like, you're hanging out with these, 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 these evil people. You're hanging out with these, these scum of the earth. You're hanging out with these people who, who, who are not saved and they're bad people. And Jesus tells three stories, three parables to them. He tells about the woman who has a coin, who lost the coin, but the coin was so precious to her, to her that she tore her house upside down trying to find that coin. And then he told a story about sheep where he said, hey, there's 99, there's 100 sheep. The, the, the man, the shepherd lost the sheep and he left the 99 to go find the one. And, and then he tells a story about the prodigal son, the lost brother. And I want to read that to you, the ending of it, starting at Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 32 in the New King James Version. Now, his older son was in the field, and he, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. <coughs> Excuse me. So he called out to one of his servants and asked, What is this that he meant? And he said to him, Your brother has come home because he has received him safe and sound. Your father has killed the fatted calf. Now, at this point, the brother should say, Yes, my bro, my brother's home. You know, my homie's back. You know, we're together again. You know, he, he left. He was out there in the, in the streets, and he was out there eating pig slop. It was so bad. He, he had spent all the money that he got from Dad, and yes, he shouldn't have done that. He was wrong, but he's my brother. I'm loyal to him. Yes, he's back, man. I'm so excited. But it says, but he was angry and would not even go into the party. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. Okay, let's pause a second. Anytime your kid comes to you and says, Hey, Mama, Daddy, I've never done nothing wrong to you. I've never broke any command. I've never, I've never broken any rules. I've never done They're liars. Okay? Okay? No, don't, don't come up to me with that garbage. You ain't never done nothing wrong. You ain't never, ain't not, not, I hadn't caught you maybe, but you've done, you, you've done you're, you're a liar. Okay? Okay, so your daddy's a father of liars, so you need to repent right now, right? 
No, but, but he did. He's like, you know, I've never done nothing. I've never done anything to, to break your commandments, Father. You know, um, he had a very high opinion of himself, you know. It says, but anyway, it says, and you go get, and, and you, never, you never gave me a young goat that I might be married with my friends. But then as soon as, as soon as your son, as soon as that son of yours came, okay, here we go again. It's not my brother now. It's that son of yours. It's not even, he's moved to, now I'm, I'm not, now I'm not even, I'm so disloyal, I'm not even calling my brother. That son of yours, dad, he's devoured all of your livelihood with harlots, with prostitutes. Now, I don't know if he was tweeting him while he was gone. I don't know if he was like sending him emails and saying, hey, I'm out here at the house. I don't know how he figured that out. But, but see, he had just returned home. He didn't know where he was at, so I think it was an assumption. He was so disloyal and he was so mad about the situation that he started accusing and saying things that wasn't even true, you know, and that he may have done those things. But the thing is, is that the brother didn't know that. The brother was sitting in the house and just saw that he'd come back. And he had a low opinion of his brother. But as soon as this son of yours came and he has defiled your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he, he said to him, son... You're always with me, and all I have is yours. It was right what we should make merry and be glad for your brother. For your brother was dead, and he's alive again, and was lost, and now he is found. Why, and so so the, the daddy was saying, why are you acting in this way, son? Your brother was lost, and now he's found. Why are you acting? Don't, don't act like this. This is ridiculous. That's, that's your brother. Your brother was dead almost. He was out there about to die. He was out there in the world. He made mistakes, yes, but he was about to die. And now you are getting your disloyal. You're leaving. You're not even loyal to your own brother. You don't even care that your brother was about to be dead and now he's found. And I'm trying to be happy for him. You don't even care. See, Jesus was, was trying to tell the people the, the parables that, you know, hey, that person over there is really your brother. They're lost, but they, they need to be found. We need to reach out to them. I need to try to tell them about salvation. I need to tell them about things. I want them to receive Christ. I want them to have their lives changed. I want them to be able to, 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 to participate in the kingdom of God. But they were, he was so worried about what was happening to himself that he became disloyal. The Pharisees had such a righteous opinion of themselves. Well, he said we shouldn't hang out with these people. They're the worst of our kind. And these are the, God was saying, these are the people that you should be loving. We should be lower to one another. The Pharisees were Israelites. The, the Jesus was hanging with the Israelites. They were their own people. They were own, their own types of people. They were an oppressed nation. But they were not binding together. They were not being loyal to one another. They were not caring for one another. You, they were walking away from the very people they should be walking towards. God was saying, these people out there that, that are lost and undone, we need to be, they, they may not mean nothing to you necessarily, but they mean something to me because I am God. They are my children. They've been lost, and now I want them to be found. I want loyalty. God wants loyalty to us, and he wants loyalty, he wants loyalty to him. He's always faithful. He is never failing. He always is there. He will always. He, there's nobody more loyal than God. He was so loyal and loved you so much. Once Adam and Eve jacked things up, he said, now i got to do something different. Now i got to do something extreme, and i got to give my son on the cross. I'm so loyal to you, I'm going to have my own son killed for you. Now, loyalty is proven, number one. It's proven. It's proven in adversity. 
Because people don't realize if, if someone's loyal or not until there's adversity. I tell people when they come to get married and they're doing marriage counseling, and I say, have y'all been in a knockdown drag out? Well, no. I say, you don't need to get married yet then. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I tell them. Well, what, what do you mean, Pastor Doug? Well, we don't fight. Well, you will. And when you will, you need to find out where the other one's going to lay. Are they going to lay? Are they? Are they going to? They going to stay loyal to you, or or something? Because see, I when I was a youth pastor, I used to I used to hate the the, the American dating system. We're setting ourselves up for divorce. You date, I don't like you no more. I'm going to I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to break up with you. I'm going to date you. Oh, you, you, you know, you didn't treat me the way I should have. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to date you. Oh, you looked at him. You, I don't like the way you did. I don't care. I just, I just don't love you no more. I'm leaving you. I'm divorcing you. And it just goes on and on. The whole dating system is set up to set up, divorce, set up, divorce, right on and on and on. Or I like them better than you. Oh, they're, he's prettier. She's prettier. She's nicer. She's thinner. Whatever it is. And the whole American system is like that where if you go to Japan or somewhere, they, they, the mom and daddies pick who they want you to marry. You know? But the good thing is, 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 is and you're like, well, well, how do you do it, Pastor? Said, well, I would be an advocate of the, the dating system of just not, not just hanging out and not, con, not committing to nothing until you decide that's the one you want to be with. But this totally, because, you know, everything now, they're, they're loyal. Oh, I love you. You mean the world to me. You're the breath. You're the air I breathe. You're so special. Watch it on Facebook. You can see it. They break up with them the next week. They would marry Sue and tell her to, they just copy and paste the same statement they told the last girl. It's ridiculous. There's no more commitment for better, for worse, to death, to us part. That, that people even leave that out in their, in, their, in, their, in their marriage statements now, their vows. In sickness and health, for richer, for better, to death, to us part. And 50% of the people who say that, divorce. You ever had somebody tell you, oh, I got your back? Oh, I got, man, I got your back. You don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. And then all of a sudden, you find, you, you look in the mirror and your black's bleeding. There's no loyalty. It's based on adversity. When you have adversity, that's when you find out who's by you. And like I said when we talked about friendship a couple weeks ago, when I say loyal, I'm not saying that if they do wrong, you've got to agree with them. But when someone messes up and does something wrong, you don't have to leave them. People need someone in adversity. It's like every time somebody, it's like we don't want to have nothing to do with anybody who has any issues in their life. But we're full of issues. Everybody's got issues. But when somebody else has an issue, they're like, well, I don't want to be associated with that because I don't want nobody to think i got issues. No, what it is, you don't want to be associated with that because you don't want nobody to find out all the issues you got. I have. We have. And so it's just, it's just when you go through a real dark time, that's when you find out who your really loyal friends are. You know, I, I, I love people, and you got to be careful who you say your friend is. Because if you're like me, when I say I'm your friend, I love you, and I'm there to the kill. I'm there to the very end, life or death, do or die. I, I, I'm loyal to you. I'm a very, I, I pride myself in being very loyal because that's just who I am. And I love, I love being there. I love helping. I love, I love that I, I strive to be loyal. Um, Proverbs 17 and 17 says, um, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. That word brother there is not talking about family. It's, 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 it's a segue from the first sentence. A, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born in adversity. Friends become brothers or sisters. You know, because you're like, hey, man, you're my brother from another mother. You know, that's what it's talking about. You, you, you're a friend. That's that person who, who may, not, may or may not be loyal. They're just friends. You're acquaintances. But when they become your brother, you know, then that's when loyalty happens. 
Um, there's something unique that happens when, 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 when people go through conflict together. You know, when you're in war, you know, whenever I was in the military, if anybody that's been in the military, I connect with you. I have a bond with you because I've been there where shots were fired and, and bombs were exploding and, and, and people's lives were being lost. And, and general quarters, general quarters, all hands man your battle stations. And we're all freaking out thinking I'm going to die. You know, I, I've been there. So there's something that, that, that when you have that intense battle thing, you know, there, there, there's a bond that happens there with, with that. And there's a bond when you're going through, through those things you know, and there's a, because you're fighting a common enemy and it brings you closer together and you go through them battles. You know, you, you, know, you see veterans that you know, even after they get out of war, they come back and they're still super tight because they know what each other went through. They stood by each other. They literally were loyal. They had their back to where someone else was about to shoot them and they shot them, trying to protecting them, protecting each other. And they still got each other's back. They're, they're, they're there at, uh, at Hardy's every Saturday morning. All of them together, eating there. Hey, he took your coffee. They, got each other. they still got your back. They're still talking there. Every Sunday morning, every, whenever during the week, on Friday nights, they're, they're there at Hardy's, always eating together, drinking, and ha- they're always hanging out. They're always at the VFW club. They, because they got that camaraderie. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Praise God, my call almost gone. I've had it for four weeks. Amen. Thank you. So, but also in a church, we should have camaraderie like that. Because you know what? We're in battle together as well. We're in battle against the enemy. And we should bond in here because each one of us is fighting fear. Each one of us is fighting pain. Each one of us is fighting loss. Each one of us is fighting um, addiction. Each one of us is fighting pornography. Each one of us is fighting um, uh, anger. Each one of us is fighting unforgiveness. We're all fighting and stuff, and we need to have each other's back. And when one of them deals with that, the other, we need to step up beside one another and be loyal to one another. And I believe, I believe it is. I, I can't say, that, I can't say I've ever, can ever say that about a whole entire another church I've ever been at in all my life, but I, I believe I can say that here, that if one of you in this room needed somebody and you stood up right now and says, I need something, I promise you the rest of this church will surround you. And I feel confident in, 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 in my peoples that, 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 that really I feel, I've never been able to feel that in, in 20 years of ministry, but I feel that here that if someone needed something, everybody else would rally around and, and maybe not be able to solve everything, but we would be there for you. We would help you. We would be by your side and surround you and care for you. Because you don't have a big circle of friends when it comes to people that are loyal to you. You just don't anymore. Martin Luther said, in the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but we will remember the silence of our friends. It hurts so bad when a friend that you, I've had friends. I've had friends. When I went through my divorce, I had friends that knew about it and didn't say nothing. I can't tell you the hurt that I had from looking at my, and like, you, you knew this was, you didn't say nothing to me? That's not Loyalty. Then I had people that, 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 that any of them that did say something weren't even, I didn't feel that they were that close of a friend, and I realized that they were. But I believe that we need a body of people that get tough and that are not silent, that stand up for one another, that are loyal for one another, that are loyal for, for, each, for, for each other in church and loyal for each other in, at home and loyal for each other in the, in the workplace and loyal for each other to God. And don't be that silent friend. Number two, first is that loyalty you know, is, 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 is born in adversity. Number two is loyalty is rewarded with favor. God rewards loyalty with favor. And I want to show it to you. And, and Ruth and Naomi and Boaz, if you, if you look in the book of Ruth, it talks about it. It was her loyalty that she, a commitment that to her mother-in-law that gave her um, the, the favor of God. And I want to share it with you really quickly. 
Naomi and her husband um, were in Bethlehem, and her husband had died. It was a drought, and, they went, and she went to Moab to survive. It took her two sons, and, and, and Ruth and Orpah were the names of her, of, of her daughter, daughter-in-laws. Ruth and Orpah, not Oprah, but Orpah. Um, and, and, the, and the tragedy hit Naomi, and her husband died, and her sons died. So it's now is the, the, the husband and her two sons, all she's got her and her two daughter-in-laws left. And, and her two daughter-in-laws have left the pagan, pagan, pagan uh, country serving a pagan God. But they saw um, Naomi, and they saw who she was, and they saw the true God in her, and they followed her and started following her God. And, so, and, and she said, you know what, I'm going to go back to my hometown you two girls are from here. Why don't y'all just stay here, and I'm going to go by myself. And they both said, no, we want to go with you. Now, that's kind of odd because you got a mother-in-law and two daughter-in-laws want to be together. That don't happen all the time, does it? But it was good. You know, so, so they wanted to be together. And so, but she said, no, Lily, Lily, please, guys, just if y'all want to just stay here, you can stay here. But you know what? I'm going to go. You know, and so, and so um, one of them stayed and one of them went. Oprah said, you know what? I'm going I'm to leave. Ruth said, listen, I want to be here with you. I want to be with you. She's like, yeah, but you're still young. You can get remarried. Things can change. Here, let me tell you what she said in Ruth chapter 1, 16 and 18. But Ruth replied, this is legit loyalty. Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where, you know, she's turning from her pagan gods now because of the life that Ruth, I mean, that, that Naomi had. See, Naomi was so committed and loyal to her, and she saw Naomi's loyalty to God. She decided, I got to be part of this. I got to leave this paganness. I got to leave these other gods I'm serving, and I want to turn wherever you're at, I'm going to be at. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I'll die, and I'll be buried there. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Wow. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Well, okay. <laughs> that, that's amazing to me, that, that, that kind of loyalty, that you see something in somebody's life, you see a God they're serving, and you see that, and you see that, that, that God's loyal to them, they're loyal to God, and you're leaving your gods to serve that God. I think that's amazing, and that's what happened here. But now they're both widows. They have no home. They have no food. They have no means to survive. You know, and, and so... And Ruth decides, I'm going to go out to the fields. I know it's custom that if you go out to the fields, they'll, they'll, the, the harvesters will leave a little grain behind for those that are poor. So I'm going to go do that. That was a Jewish law. Um, and, and so she went to a field, and it happened to, happened to be Boaz's field. That's where the steps of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord. God ordered her to that field, and I'll explain that in a minute. But I promise you that it wasn't just that she chose it. She was being um, um, faithful to God, and God led her by favor to that field because Boaz needed a wife. In, in Ruth chapter um, 2, 5 through 9, it says, Then Boaz asked a foreman, Who is this young woman over there? Who does she belong to? See, he thinks she's pretty. And the foreman replied, She's a young woman from Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could gather some grain from the harvesters. She had been work, hard at work ever since except for a few minutes just to rest in the shelter. Boaz went over to Ruth and said, Listen, my daughter, stay right here with us, and you gather all the grain. Don't go to any other fields. Stay right behind the young men working in the fields. When you see part of the field that are harvesting, then follow them. I have warned the young men not to treat you roughly, to leave you alone. And um, when you are thirsty, help yourself to the water that we have drawn from the well. 
And then, and then uh, chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, it says, Then Ruth fell at his feet and thanked him warmly. Why have I, what have I done to deserve so much kindness, favor? She said, I have, I'm just a foreigner. Yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know everything that you've done for your mother-in-law, how loyal you are to her. Since the, fa- since the death of your husband, I have heard how you've left your father and your mother and come to your own from in your own land to live here among complete strangers out of loyalty. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. And see then, chapter 3 and 4 are the love chapters between the two. And they get together. And Moab, um, Ruth and Boaz marry. Ruth and Boaz Mary. I told you that God led her to Boaz's field. Well, how do I know that? Well, because Ruth and Boaz met and got married. Ruth and Boaz had a little baby named Obed. Obed had a little baby named Jesse. Jesse had a little baby named David. And it went right on down through the lineage from David all the way to Joseph, found Mary, and was, then Jesus came. So Ruth obeyed God and was loyal to God through favor. And then God's plan came to flourishing. All of, all, all of, of, of creation, all, God, everything that happens through Jesus was born because of, you go all the way back to some loyalty of Ruth to Naomi to God. Praise God. See how that happens? This pagan woman that was worshiping another God. This woman was worshiping and other gods saw this loyalty in Naomi and changed her heart, and she served God. And she said, I'm going to make a decision that's real and genuine. I'm going to commit and be authentic, and I'm going to have the favor of God in my life. Let me ask you, do you have the favor in God in your life? And if you don't, maybe it's because you're not loyal to him. Maybe because you're not loyal. Hopefully you are loyal, and if you're not, maybe you can be today. Maybe you just hadn't thought about it. Maybe you think you're loyal. What if I asked your wife or your husband, is he or she loyal? What if I asked your kids, is daddy loyal to God? Mama loyal to God? What if I asked your boss man, or is, she loyal to, is he loyal to work? What if I asked your friends, is, your, is, is he or she loyal to you as a friend? I am discovering that it's very important to God. Loyalty, faithfulness, faithful heart, a loyal heart, a committed heart, a pledge to God of being faithful. If you have a loyal heart, God's favor will be on you. God is walking to and fro the earth looking for someone. I've got favor. I want to be strong for you, Russell. Are you loyal to me? Is is anybody, are you loyal? Are you you loyal? I I got favor. I want to, I'm trying to find somebody that I can give this favor to. I want to be strong to you, but I'm looking for some. I got to find somebody. I've got all this stuff I want to give, but I can't give it unless I find somebody that's loyal. Is anybody loyal? So God's looking to bless you and to be loyal to you and to be strong to you. But there's another scripture in the Word of God that says somebody else was walking to and fro in the earth looking for Job. Now, he's not coming to be loyal to you. He's not coming to show himself strong to you. 
to bring favor to you. He's coming, looking for you to devour you. So there's two opportunities here. Because, I, because when the enemy's, it's sad that the enemy's going to and fro looking for whom he may devour, and he's finding more people than Jesus is looking to and fro that's loyal. And that's not the way it should be. Maybe the day changes all that. I think this congregation today and Facebook family in, the, in, in this kind of weather shows me extreme loyalty. I, I told Pastor Kevin right there a while ago, I said, I'm so proud of my people. That everybody, you know, it would be so easy to stay home today. So easy. Y'all knew the parking lot was flooded. And you still, I may have to walk through the water, but I'm going to go to church. I can't tell you, my, my heart is exploding right now. Because y'all showed up today. Because you were loyal to God. Because you cared not to come see me. Now, I'm not, I know there's other people that couldn't come. Some, some, some called and said, hey, my, my, my parking lot's flooded. Some were sick. Some were elderly. Some just couldn't come. Some were out of town. Some were busy. And that's fine. That's not my point. I'm not trying to throw loyalty. But loyalty to God is important. And God wants to show loyalty to you. He wants to show himself strong. How can I be loyal to God? Well, I pray regularly. I read my Bible much as I can. I come to church whenever I can. I try, to, I try to live by God's commandments. I, I love God with all my heart, and I try to love my neighbor as myself. I try to do that. I'm not perfect, but, but I'm doing the best I can. God, loyalty does not mean you have to walk this old, hallelujah, perfect line. You don't have to tiptoe through the tulips and be all perfect. You don't have to be all holy and righteous. Just be real. Just be yourself. Do the best you can. All God wants you to do is just do your best. He knows you're not perfect. He made you. He made you perfect, but then we jacked it all up in Eden. So now he knows nobody's perfect. So he's okay with that. He just wants you to keep saying, God, I love you. Forgive me. I'm trying. Forgive me. I'm trying. Oh, God, God I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard not to do this, God, but it's so hard. It's, I'm so weak. God, I'm trying. Oh, God. God, I keep falling. But you're loyal to me, God. I'm going to be loyal to you. Are you sure every time I fall? Every time you fall, child. Every time you fall, I'll pick you up. All I want you to do is want to be picked up. And every time you fall and you stand up, keep coming to me. Don't turn around. That's loyalty. Hallelujah. I feel His presence in this house today. I feel His power here today. I feel a hunger for loyalty in this room. In the first service, at this point, I just repented to God as a pastor that I'm not more loyal than I am. That broke my heart when I started. God's looking. Well, God, why can't I be? I want to be loyal. God, I want to be loyal. But then I found myself saying, but it's so hard. And, and I, I do this and I mess up and I screw up and I jack it up. And I'm just, oh. But God, I want to be loyal. I want, to be loyal. I want you to show yourself strong to me, God. I want to be that loyal. Help me. Help, you know, when somebody prayed in the word, you know, Lord, I, I believe. But help my unbelief. God, I'm loyal, but help my unloyalty. Help me, Lord, to be what you want me to be. Because I want you to show yourself strong for this church. 
I want you to show yourself strong for this community. Use me, oh God. Don't let me be that weak, fake, hypocrite Christian, that hypocrite pastor. I want to be loyal to you, God. And it makes me so ill when I'm not. It makes me mad when I, when I fail God and when I mess up. Then I found out, well, that's a good thing. When it quits bothering you that you mess up, when it quits bothering you that you fail, when it quits bothering you that you're sinning, when it quits bothering you that you're disloyal, that's when you got a problem. Did you bow your hand, close your eyes? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I thank you right now, and I bless you. I again, Father, Lord, repent of my unloyalty to you. Lord, I feel like I'm loyal, but I, I know I'm not loyal enough. I want more favor. I want more strength from you, Lord. I want more power. I want our church to do better. I want our church to grow. I want us to be able to build more. I want to do more. I want you to show your favor. I want you to show this church how, how you can let the finances flow, God, Lord Jesus, so we can do bigger and better things. I want you to show this church how more healings can come. Your favor's here because we're loyal. Lord, more victories, more addictions are broken, God, because we're, we're loyal to you, God. More, more souls, God, will come because we're loyal to you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for our disloyalty. We repent. We turn from our wicked ways. And we lean and run to you, God. <coughs> Is there anybody here today who would say, Pastor Doug, I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus, Lord, my, my Lord and Savior. You say, Pastor Doug, I've been disloyal to God. I'm not a Christian. But I need, to, I need to show him that I'm loyal. I want to turn my life to him. I want to receive Christ. Did you raise your hand and say, I want to accept Jesus. I've turned my back on him or I don't know him and I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to be saved today. Anybody at all? Well, who would, who would, say, who would say, Pastor Doug, I just, I heard your message and I want to just be more loyal to God. I want to prove my loyalty more to him. I feel like I'm loyal, but I realize in this message that I, I got some more loyalty to show to him. And you would raise your hand right now and say, Lord, help me to be loyal. Amen. Just like the first service, every hand goes up. Nobody does not want to be loyal to God, especially when he says, I want to show myself strong for you. All you got to do is just let me be loyal. Just, just be loyal to me. You can look at me now. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your loyalty.